Hello and welcome to Postnatal FAQ. This is the podcast where I, Abby Hollick, put your frequently asked questions on postnatal care to a whole host of wonderful experts who focus on postnatal recovery. A quick reminder before we start, just as we and our babies are all different, so are our situations. These podcasts are absolutely not intended to be a substitute for seeking tailored one-to-one help and advice from professionals who can assess what's best for you. Do go and talk to your GP or health visitor about any physical or mental health issues you may be experiencing or any doubts you may have. If it's out of hours in an emergency, please do go to your local A&E. Today's guest is my wonderful friend and yoga teacher, Victoria Moore. It was lovely to catch up with Vic and chat about being kind to yourself, lowering expectations and just breathing. She teaches in Shrewsbury in Shropshire and you can follow Vic on Instagram at Victoria Moore Yoga and Moore is spelt M-A-W. In this episode, Vic talks me through a breathing exercise, which I really appreciated, and I loved everything she said about slowing down. So I hope you enjoy, and I shall let her introduce herself properly. I'm Victoria Moore. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm also a mother of two little girls. And I've been, I've been practicing yoga for years and I decided to train as a yoga teacher after I'd had my first daughter. And I'd practiced my regular yoga classes throughout my pregnancy and I'd also gone to prenatal yoga classes. And even as someone who knew that yoga works and that yoga breathing has had a huge effect on, on how I feel day to day, I was still astounded by how much yoga could help in pregnancy and I think I went in expecting it all to be about the postures and that I'd feel really strong and and those things were true but the thing that had a really profound effect on me was the breathing practices so I trained to be a yoga teacher and then I did my pregnancy teacher training and now I teach prenatal women I teach all stages of postnatal women, because women are postnatal for a long time. You know, you think it's about the first kind of couple of months, but it's not. You know, you're postnatal for for years. And um, so, yeah, so now very much what I do is about teaching women yoga, building community for them. A lot of the women who contacted me, there was a running theme of women feeling in the early weeks very vulnerable, very sore after the birth, very confused by this new identity, this new body, um, aches and pains in places that they never mm-hmm. imagined. What's your first message to postnatal women? This isn't about, I don't know, if anyone out there hasn't done much yoga and they're thinking, oh, I can't jump up around and do a downward dog. What are the first steps and how can yoga help? Okay, so... From a yoga perspective, in those early days, and we're talking like the first six to eight weeks, less is more. And as a yoga teacher, you're thinking about healing, not from, you know, from the outside. It's not about trying to get your stomach flat again, or it's not about that. I talk about healing from the inside out. So that's what we're trying to do. So it's Initially, in terms of a physical yoga practice, most of it would be lying down on the back. It's about realigning the pelvis, realigning the spine, 
and starting to really gently start to connect again with the pelvic floor and those deep abdominals. That's what we're thinking about. Not much more than that. And again, really connecting body, breath and movement. So if you've practiced yoga in pregnancy, some of the breath work that you will have done then can be really, really helpful and also quite comforting because it might be something that you enjoyed during pregnancy. So finding those breathing practices again. If you didn't practice yoga in pregnancy, that's fine too. You can still just learn these really gentle ways of just connecting into the body and then starting to add very gentle movement, just connecting body and breath, just coming back to yourself. What are your top tips for tools that can sort of teach women how to do just the simple thing of lying on their back and breathing? Yeah. Okay, so there are resources out there. I definitely would suggest trying to find a postnatal yoga class if you can, or postnatal Pilates can be great as well. If you can't, there's the pamphlet I sent you, Abby, was um, something that came from the Birthlight Trust. That's an amazing resource to go to. So they will provide lists of local pre- and postnatal classes in your area, but they also have their own resources. And the pamphlet that we're talking about is just, I think it's it was a kind of 12-page pamphlet, and it is brilliant really simple clear instructions with photographs just showing you how to realign your spine and just simple instructions so you might be lying on your back you take a nice deep inhale and as you exhale you're just finding some reconnection so you might be connecting the lower back back down onto the mat and at the same time feeling that gentle lifting and engaging of the pelvic floor muscles really simple exercises like that there's another one where you press the palms of the hands together and it's really great for providing a bit of relief in the lower back and they are just simple starting point exercises i think they they say you can do them within hours of giving birth so they're really safe sensible small little exercises that just will make you feel like a little bit better about everything that's going on it's the kind of stuff you know you might have been sitting with your baby in a dark room I I know I did a lot of kind of sitting in a dark room for ages rocking feeding my baby to sleep and you finally put them down into their cords or into the bed and you're like oh, I don't really want to open the door yet and make some noise and go out. But actually, I might just lie down on the carpet and I might just reconnect with my pelvic floor, do a few little stretches. And that that kind of stuff really made me feel better. I like doing it in bed because then it, at the very, at the, at the beginning, because then I really wasn't asking too much of myself. I was just lying with my knees up head back got rid of the pillow eyes shut hands on my belly and just breathed slowly that brings another point to mind which is that in those early days just don't have these huge expectations that you're going to be out of bed back in your leggings like you know running around the house doing exercises being out it's fine just to do these simple things in bed maybe 10 minutes with a few simple stretches that make you feel good, that allow you to connect your body and your breath, whatever the heck you've got right now, and just practice a little bit of self-kindness towards yourself. Say, you know, here I am, this is me, 
these are the things that I recognise. I'm really in tune with my body because I was in tune with my body in pregnancy. You know, I knew what my body needed. I've done all these amazing things to feed my baby. And now on the other side, I'm still feeding my baby. And this incredible body might not look how it looked before, but this is this incredible thing that it has done. And I'm going to respect it now and I'm going to heal slowly, and I'm going to listen in, because I have that intuition, and I'm going to give my body what it needs, and it it doesn't need to be doing, you know, burpees out in the park, or lots of crunching abdominal work, I need to heal slowly, and gradually rebuild that strength. How did you personally fit in um, a little bit of movement, breathing, what were your tricks and tips for those early weeks when the focus is on the baby and obviously health visitors and midwives need to focus on whether there's tongue tie or how the baby's doing health-wise? You can get a little forgotten. How did you bring it back to you and find those moments just for you? I think it's about adapting and it's about... There's a certain element of grabbing moments when you can. I always... I always joke with my husband now that I'm a bit of an opportunist. You know, I might say, like, I'm I'm off to the loo and I might come down 10 minutes later having kind of quickly rolled my yoga mat out and done something for myself. But it's, it's not just about those times of finding space to have uh, a physical yoga practice. So in terms of the pranayama, the breathing aspect of yoga, is something that you can really tap into at times when you're doing things like feeding your baby. So you're sitting down, you're feeding, maybe it's dark, maybe it's the middle of the night and you've got nowhere else to be. And it can be tempting to get your phone out and start scrolling and going on Amazon and ordering new nappies to be delivered the next day. But I I really advise just taking a moment to again just to reconnect the breath and this has incredible effects not just for you but for the baby as well so there's certain if you practiced a lot of yoga before you'll be familiar with ujjayi breath which is that slight sound breath my husband calls it my Darth Vader breath because it sounds like you're kind of really heavily breathing and there's this slight kind of like slight constriction in the back of the throat so you get this kind of ocean sound and it has incredible effects for just reducing stress it takes you out of your fight and flight nervous system and gets you into your more anti-stress calm all of these kind of effects but because of the sound vibrations it's also really calming for your baby as well so not only are you sitting there finding this really calming restorative breath your baby's picking up on these lovely sound vibrations and of course your baby's used to hearing you you breathe you know you've been carrying your baby and they've been used to hearing you breathe the last nine months and they find it really comforting to feel this calm the calm effects of your breath again and the kind of breathing we do and even if it's not the ujjayi breath if you're just doing some nice deep breathing into your belly, inhaling, allowing the belly to expand. As you exhale, allowing the belly to soften. That kind of breathing is also gently toning your your pelvic floor and your lower abdominals. So you're also supporting the kind of deeper 
recovery as well. So you're sitting breastfeeding or feeding your baby, but you're also restoring calm to yourself. You're calming your baby and you're gently toning your pelvic floor. It's a double win. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, I'd love you to talk me through how I would do that. I'm sitting on the sofa and I'm breastfeeding my baby. Could you talk me through the Ujjayi breaths that you describe? And I'll yeah, breathe through it. Sure. So firstly, you want to, you know, bother to check that you're actually feeling as comfortable as you can. So just check that you're sitting really comfortably, as comfortable as you can be when you're breastfeeding. But it is it is worth, you know, making sure you've got a space where you're you feel propped up enough. Lovely. And then just see if you can release, relax the shoulders a little. And then just see if you can release the face as well. We carry so much tension around the cheeks and the jaws. Lovely. And then just start to notice your breath. Just noticing the inhale, noticing the exhale. And as you inhale, allow the belly to expand and fill with breath, inflating like a balloon. As you exhale, the belly softens towards the spine and maybe you feel that gentle lift of the pelvic floor. Inhale, belly expands. And as you exhale, the belly sinks and softens. And then we're going to add that slight ujjayi sound in the back of the throat. And... It's like the sound you would make if you were in the bathroom and you're trying to steam up the mirror. You just make that sound. So try just doing that, Abby, just making that. And then this time, take an inhale. And as you exhale, keep the mouth closed, but make that sound again. Lovely. And then what we're trying to find is that sound on the inhale and the exhale. So it's slightly, if you haven't practiced it before, it is slightly easier to find it on the exhale. But with a little practice, you'll find it on the inhale as well. And it's a really beautiful breath because it's both soothing but also energising as well. It's so great if you're just feeling exhausted, as most of us are. And that gentle sound is really, it's like some kind of sonic massage for the baby. Beautiful. And just see if you can take kind of five to ten rounds of this breath. And at the end of it, you can just notice whether you feel any different from when you started. And I still do this now. I do it with my two-year-old when she's, you know, distressed at night and she's woken up. I'll go in, I'll pick her up, I'll sit in the chair in her bedroom and I will just breathe like this, with this nice ujjayi breath. And, and she loves it. It's very calming and it slows your thoughts down. Mm-hmm. I can imagine a time if your thoughts are racing, maybe you've been feeling a bit anxious yep. or a bit overwhelmed for whatever reason. Yeah, it just brings you, centres you, brings you back to yourself. Exactly. I think so many of us as new mums just have that feeling of like the mind is racing, you know. If it's not like all the stuff you've got to do or all the stuff that you haven't done, it's with anxiety, have I done this right? You know, my baby was doing this this morning, are they okay? Am I okay? And sometimes you just need a little bit of space 
and quiet from all those thoughts to just work out at the end which are the things you actually need to think about, which tends to be, you know, 10% of what was actually filling your head. There's a really, really beautiful mantra that I love and I teach to all my students. And um, it's a mantra by a Vietnamese Zen Buddhist master called Thich Nhat Hanh. And the mantra is really simple. It's just smile, breathe, go slowly. And what a great mantra for life and particularly for that postnatal period where we're just taking things, you know, one day at a time, even one hour at a time, just getting through. And I I sometimes really take that quite literally. And I've worked out that those mornings when especially now that I've got a little one and um, a slightly bigger one as well. And those mornings when you're rushing around the kitchen and you're, you've got 20 things on your to-do list and your mind is kind of full to bursting, I found that actually physically moving really slowly around the kitchen is really helpful and it, it slows everything down and then I connect to my breath again. And I don't spill Rice Krispies all over the counter because I'm trying to do 23 things at once. And I've just found it really helpful. I think it pretty much encompasses you know, everything of what I need to be reminded. Getting to some of the specifics that I received, people with lower back pain um, or people who have a C-section scar who are recovering feeling like the bending, the lifting, the putting in the buggy, the putting the buggy in the car, there's no let up on the stress that's on their Mm. body. Is it possible to say, these are my top tips on some back things or these Mm. are some top tips on my shoulder things? I mean, taking each thing one step at a time. So lower back, things that can be really helpful. And yeah, as you said, this is going to depend on where you are in your recovery. But there's a lot you can do on your hands and knees. And again, if you've done yoga in pregnancy, you'll be used to spending a lot of time on your hands and knees, the kind of wrists underneath your shoulders, knees hip distance apart, and doing lots of lovely circular movements, really just getting into that lower back. And anything on hands and knees is like a nice release for the lower back. There's no pressure on the lower back. So it's... Anyone who's feeling like their lower back is really niggling. So cat and cow, I know someone who's had lower back stuff, it is my go-to friend. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all yoga teachers love cat cow for good reason. It does feel really lovely on the back. Um, Just, I guess, yeah, precautions with it. You want to make sure your knees are not too wide postnatally because we're making sure that our stance is not too wide just while everything's kind of closing back together but yeah being on your hands and knees closing your eyes some nice gentle cat cow stretches circles figure of eights resting in child's pose maybe putting a nice bolster under the head all of that stuff can feel really good and also in terms of lower back really taking care when lifting so you want to one of my teachers always said 
You want to lift yourself before you lift your child. So really remembering to engage your pelvic floor, lifting your pelvic floor before you pick up your baby is really helpful. And once you've got that in your head as well, you pick up your baby a lot of times a day. So you're doing some good work for the pelvic floor as well. So I always say to people when you're going to pick up your baby, take a nice big inhale And as you exhale, really lift and squeeze the pelvic floor and pick up your baby. And be mindful, so not making sure the knees are bent, you're not putting too much strain on the lower back. Really using your legs. Again, something that people may have learnt in pregnancy yoga, but yeah, making sure bending the knees deeply before you come up to standing, really pushing down through the feet. Um, Necks and shoulders getting achy and sore inevitably yeah so just simple things here you can just find a nice comfortable place to sit maybe sitting on a cushion a bolster maybe just sitting up in bed and making sure the spine is nice and long and then just simple shoulder rolls you know connecting again connecting in with your breath and then just nice gentle semicircles with the neck You can do some really, one thing that's quite nice is just a nice um, simple twist to one side and then taking some nice neck rolls there, just looking over one shoulder and then the other. If you live in a more remote area and you can't find a class or they're too expensive for now or whatever, for whatever reason you can't, find this community and get to this class is there anything online that you would recommend yeah I mean there are some good subscription yoga sites now so there's sites like yoga glow there's sites like movement for modern life movement for modern life is quite a good one there's quite a lot of pre and postnatal content on there there's even some videos for looking at things like abdominal separation again that's something I, I definitely would suggest going to see a women's health physio about. But if you're at the stage of your healing that you are able to go back into regular yoga classes, postnatal yoga classes, there are video resources online. There's some good teachers. Yeah, I, I guess, again, you're not then accessing that kind of community and support and you haven't got someone to ask questions to, which I think is so important. But there are there are things out there that you can check out and then maybe find out if that's something you'd be interested in doing more of. It's a good way to say, is this kind of thing for me? And the other thing I would say to people, if they're thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want to go to postnatal yoga because I never practiced yoga before, so why would I want to go now? You know, I won't know what I'm doing and everyone else will have kind of done like 10 years of doing whatever yoga they do and now they've come to their postnatal class and I'll be all at sea that's just not true you know it's I always say to people that pregnant or postnatal it's such a wonderful time to start yoga because you are in tune with your body we have this incredible intuition as mothers-to-be and new mothers and when you combine that with learning how to connect with your breath it's magic. You feel this deep connection to yourself. You feel you feel empowered. You know, I, it's really, I think it's an extraordinary time to start 
What do you say to the students that you teach who postnatally feel very let down by their bodies? They feel that their body failed them, that they didn't have the birth they wanted or had expected. It's quite painful to connect with a body and to be in a body that you're feeling angry at. That's really tricky. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, I one of the key um, ideas of yoga philosophy is we have a certain kind of ethical code, I guess, that underpins yoga. And one of these key ideas is this idea of non-violence and that's not just non-violence to other people or or other other things other beings that's also non-violence towards yourself which equates to self-kindness and acceptance and these these are hard things you know it, it it sounds like a nice idea but when you're faced with your body postnatally and perhaps your birth didn't go as he had imagined it might, these things are really hard. So I think they're important and I think they're worth trying to find. I'm not saying that's easy, but if you can't love your body as it is right now, maybe you can at least find some respect for what you've been through. Maybe you can see your body as something that has allowed this new life and... I think it's baby steps. If you can find a bit of respect for yourself, you're on your way to learning how to love your body again. And, you know, lots of people will say, like, am I ever going to be exactly back to the way I was before? And that's a really hard question, too, because on the surface, yeah, quite possibly you might end up looking exactly as you did before, wearing everything in your wardrobe that you used to wear. But is your body the same? I don't think it is. And whether you're dealing with, um, you know, a weakened pelvic floor, weakened abdominal muscles, or maybe you're not even dealing with, with any of those things, but I think your body is still still different. And um, you can get to a place where you, you have even more respect for your body than you than you ever did before. And that that is really extraordinary. And I I do think you know, especially for women who perhaps in their teens and 20s have been extremely body conscious and maybe have been the sort of people that would go to yoga or or to any kind of exercise because they wanted to look a certain way. I sometimes think there's this like wonderful revelation that comes post baby when you look at your body and you think, hey, you know, it doesn't look like it did when I was, you know, on holiday and on the beach in my bikini in my my 20s but I'm strong I've carried a child I've nurtured a child you may have breastfed your child you've done all these incredible things and and perhaps you're more connected with yourself than you were before and you're not so kind of influenced by all these external factors so you can along that journey come out in a much better place it definitely is a journey and it it isn't easy but you know surrounded by good friends and good support and tuning back into these things I think yeah you can you can end up in a better place so anyone 
struggling with self-kindness and accepting where they are today, what kind of message would you have for them? Because it's not necessarily realistic that tomorrow they'll love their body and accept where they're at. It is a, it is a process. Yeah. I was teaching a class last week and um, the theme I had um, done for it, it was all about home, but not this idea of your actual home where you live, but more being at home in yourself. Um, and one of the things we were talking about was that home isn't something that's happened in the past. Home isn't this idea of something in the future. Home is where we are right here, right now. And it's just trying to just celebrate even the really small things about where you are right now. And, um, you know, loads of people are thinking about gratitude at the moment. And one of the things I really like about this whole movement towards gratitude is that it really celebrates the tiny things. Like I sat down in the garden today and the sun was shining on my face and I had a cup of tea that wasn't freezing cold and just something little. Or, you know, maybe you look in the mirror and you catch a kind of glow in your face or just something just something a bit different and you can think yeah you know I'm I'm okay I'm doing okay it's that sort of stuff that's you know that's the start of the journey so obviously yoga is so much more than just a physical movement it's a whole philosophy and way of thinking that's been so helpful for you and like you said connecting to to home and what's going on inside are there any other philosophies or or things you've read that have really helped you so there's this buddhist concept of this idea of the second arrow which has always really stayed with me and i think is particularly pertinent in terms of early motherhood and it's this idea that if something bad happens to you either some trauma or some event or some unkindness or something then that's the first arrow and then why would you then shoot the second arrow and and really beat yourself up about it so you've got a choice after something has happened to you about whether you're going to then approach that trauma with some kindness or whether you're going to kind of heap more damage upon it and I think as new mothers, we've got such a responsibility to ourselves to say, I'm gonna I'm going to treat you with respect. You know, it's almost like holding your own hand and thinking, I wouldn't I wouldn't be this hard on on anybody else. So why on earth am I so hard on myself? And I see it I see it everywhere, I see it in myself, I see it in most of my friends, just this we're all so hard on ourselves and we're making our lives more difficult and often more unpleasant than than they need to be. So, yeah, that's always stayed with me, this idea, don't shoot that second arrow. Yeah, the last thing we haven't touched on is obviously severe exhaustion, those times when it kind of has been that your baby woke up every hour, 45 minutes, every 30 minutes, you know, you can get some early in the early weeks, some nights that are 
truly shocking. You would never want to say them out loud because you'd think everyone else would has not been up that much. When you are absolutely on your knees, tired, any tips on how to approach that day, especially in terms of how to nourish yourself, the kind of the right food or the right, you know, what's realistic and what could help? So at an emotional level, I would say accept that you've had this horrendous night and cancel all plans for sure and do not have any great expectations or any expectations of what you're going to achieve that day. It is fine to stay in bed with your baby. It's fine to sit in front of the TV with your baby and call up someone and and ask them to bring some food or some cake around. That That's completely fine. Just do go with the flow because some mornings as a new mum you wake up and you do feel quite energised and you want to go to the park and you want to talk to people and other days you just want to to bed down and and really trust in that instinct that that is completely fine and the other thing I would say from a yoga perspective is um, investigate yoga nidra because yoga nidra is basically really deep yoga relaxation and there are so many free downloadable yoga nidras recorded meditation online and you can just find one that's the right length for you they range between 10 minutes and and kind of much much longer there's something called the yoga nidra network online lots of incredible recorded relaxations there if you can find a chance to do one of those just that sort of rest for 10 minutes has the effect of you know napping for a few hours so if you're someone like me who really values kind of time efficiency um it's a really great way to just take take a moment to to refill Thank you so much to Vic. It was so lovely to see you and thank you for coming all the way to London to breathe and suggest wonderful exercises. As always, please check out all the links in the show notes on iTunes. They're all there, everything that Vic suggests in this episode. But also check out her website, Victoria Moore, M-A-W, Victoria Moore Yoga, all one word, dot com. You can also follow Vic at Queen Vic's, V-I-C-S, on Twitter. As you know, the aim is for me to interview many, many more people. I know there are so many postnatal issues to cover. If you have not heard your concern represented in any of these episodes, please do get in touch, share your postnatal story and suggest more FAQs. I want to grow this community, represent as many concerns and questions as possible. This is just the beginning. And if anyone has funding ideas or sponsorship info and knowledge, then please do get in touch via the website www.postnatalfaq.com and check out our Instagram at postnatalfaq. If you're liking the podcast, then obviously email me, but please, please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and it will help get the word out. If you are enjoying these episodes um, and if you've found them useful in your postnatal recovery, if they've been a kind of nice soundtrack to 
breastfeeding, walking, staring into space, rolling your shoulders, whatever you're doing. I don't know if you're listening at 2am while your baby's awake, but I would love to hear from you and I want as many new mums to hear this as possible. So please subscribe and write a review on iTunes. Thank you so much. And lastly, just to add, I always say on the podcast that if you have a physical or mental issue in your postnatal recovery, please, please, please do seek the advice of your GP, your doctor, or go back to your health visitor and midwife, as many, many, many of the interviewees on this series suggest. There's no replacement for someone seeing you and for you explaining how you're feeling. Postnatal FAQ was produced and created by me, Abby Hollick, with music by Ian Kellett, mixed by Mike Halley, additional research by Leanne Nicholl, web support by Daniel Benalil, and social media by Rosie Stouffer. It is a Square Dog Media production. <laughs> <laughs>